This first question is from an anonymous. Dear Long Pa, I have a practitioner. I am a practitioner wanting to ordain. Therefore, I have refrained from romantic relationships. However, some sometimes when I meet another practitioner who is a serious Dhamma practitioner and has many wholesome qualities. I find that my admiration for those wholesome qualities and their dedication to practice turns into attraction towards the person. It is not a sexual attraction or lust, but rather just attraction to the qualities of the person. This has happened to me a few times, and I do not understand why, since I know that happiness from relationships is temporary and can be a distraction on my path. How can I understand this, or learn from this, and practice with this? Also, how can I avoid getting pulled in when the other party feels the same way and expresses interest? So the building of goodness, merit, parami, our spiritual qualities, uh, we do so through practicing building dana, sila, bhavana. Uh, generosity, morality, and meditation, and this leads to happiness of mind. We can call this saga or heaven. Uh, and sometimes uh, we will see the dangers uh, and faults of living in uh, with many people or in relationships, such as with a with a couple with a partner. Uh, so we, uh, our practice may not yet be at the level where our minds want to seek uh, seclusion from others and just be by ourselves and practice. And so to build Barami uh, together with another uh, person of the opposite sex isn't uh, wrong. So in Buddhism, uh, it's okay to practice like that as a couple. Uh, our Buddha, when he was building his Barami spiritual perfections, even after he had received a prediction by a past Buddha that he would be a Buddha for sure in the future, uh, he had uh, Yashodara who had made the determination that she would build Barami following our Buddha. And even though the Buddha may not have wanted that, uh, he himself built, uh, or the building of Barami of a Buddha, it also needs to have a, uh, a partner who builds Barami as well. And then that Bodhisattva, that Buddha will sacrifice away or let that go, the wife, uh, the money and wealth in order to fulfill his paramitas, his spiritual perfections. And so our Buddha practiced in this way. So if we do see the drawbacks of the cycle of sangsara, then we can go practice by ourselves and that's uh, fine. We can see the drawbacks and the faults uh, or the downside of having a family or being in uh, relationships in that way. Uh, 
we may see it then that this uh, may be slow for our Dhamma practice if we do have, uh, if we are in relationships in that way. Uh, but this is up to our own strength of mind. Uh, we, our level that we can practice this dana, seal, and bhavana. Uh, and so we can continue on, to continue on practicing by being very restrained in our sense, uh, sense contact. Uh, we can keep the five precepts and we can slowly add another precept on there, maybe six seven and then be able to keep all the eight precepts uh, and so to be uh, find admiration in the qualities or the good qualities of another person of the opposite sex uh, that is something normal and that's we can call a mind state or object that arises in our minds and so the level that we can uh, accept and deal with it uh, depends on our own mindfulness and wisdom. And if we don't have sufficient mindfulness and wisdom uh, to deal with it, then we may have to uh, avoid uh, contacting that type of uh, sense contact, that type of individual. And so it is up to the path that you want to follow. This next question is from Kunjin, USA. Dear Ajananan, is the state of Samadhi always happy? My quiet mind is still, but not happy and not sad per se, but more like simply watching and knowing things as they are. Is this Samadhi? I have grown increasingly bored or delusioned by the world, but I am not experiencing happiness nor sadness in meditation. I feel stuck. What am I doing wrong? Thank you. So the mind object or what arises in the mind when there is samadhi is having piti, uh, which is rapture, happiness or bliss. And if it's more samadhi than that, uh, then it's a one-pointedness or equanimity of the mind. Uh, and so we uh, develop the mind through using a kamatana, a meditation object, and this is uh, the basis of our work that we have to do. So we may recollect the virtues of the Buddha, Dhamma, Sangha, or of our dana, our goodness that we've done, and when we do this, then we get a feeling of uh, inner fullness of heart. Uh, we may see uh, someone who's in difficulties and we have a lot of compassion and uh, kindness towards them and we want to help them and we uh, give dana charity to help them. So this can be just giving even a little bit, but the mind is very happy uh, internally from having done that act. And that is a type of samadhi as well. Uh, so it's not just we do our samadhi only when we close our eyes, watch the breath or butto. Uh, butto, it means uh, the one uh, who knows, the one who is joyous, the one who is awakened, the one who knows about uh, unskillfulness and goodness. Uh, so 
when the Dhamma uh, arises, there's a peace there, uh, and this gives a great feeling of fullness as the mind's uh, basis of, of fundamental there. So the uh, mind state coming with samadhi is uh, rapture and happiness or bliss. And when that peace arises with uh, that rapture and bliss and peace, then uh, there's a strength of mind there. And so that you said you're still uh, not experiencing either happiness or sadness. Uh, that's still correct. Um, but it, your samadhi is still small. And so the rapture has not yet arisen. So you need to do more practice. You need to keep going. Uh, have that rapture coming up or that clear knowing arising. And this is a peacefulness of the mind. Uh, if you're feeling disillusioned and bored with uh, things, uh, then that can be a state of aversion and ill will coming up. Um, it's a different type to one who's weary of the world because they see the truth, that they see that inherently it has no substance there in the world, it's impermanent, uh, or that it's from ignorance that conditions or proliferates uh, the aversion, the ill will, the sort of bad mind states, or uh, it's uh, ignorance that even conditions the good mind states, the meritorious uh, formations coming up. So we can see both sides of it and seeing it that it is impermanent. And then there's this wariness of uh, the Dhamma, uh, sorry, of Dhammas as in mind objects there. Uh, and if it's uh, greater than this, oh sorry, if it's of the other type, the first type uh, that's just bored and disillusioned, then that could be dangerous. Uh, so you do need to have the happiness and bliss coming from samadhi. So just need to put in more effort and keep going. Uh, and that at the moment, you may feel that it's a bit stuck because you're still relying on your memories and perceptions there. Um, it's not yet the, the real or the deep peace hasn't yet arisen. So that peace doesn't mean that it's just uh, listless or in the middle there. Uh, there is rapture and bliss coming up. Uh, and whether it's mind states of liking or disliking arise, our mind can stay in the middle or away from them. Uh, or seeing the uh, object of impermanence, unsatisfactoriness and not self, then rapture arises. Uh, so in the beginning, we build goodness or build more goodness and get a feeling of uh, fullness and happiness with that. So you can do your chanting and you feel happy or you may need to do more dana, practice generosity, uh, more charity, help uh, people, whether the poor uh, and doing this, then you can feel a feeling of uh, satisfaction, fullness there. And this is a food for the mind. We know of the food for the body already, uh, but the food for the mind is the Dhamma. Uh, 
Uh, and so if you're having mind states that are very dry, uh, maybe even barren, then you need to build more goodness. And then you'll get more uh, feeling of uh, freshness maybe in the mind because of the goodness that you have done. This, this next question is from Lai, Singapore. Dear Long Pa and organizers of the retreat, thank you for organizing and for the opportunity to ask questions. In one of the question and answer, I was mentioned that it could be dangerous for one to get lost in the path. I have had an experience while meditating. There was once I heard a noise during meditation and felt irritated. But then suddenly I could distance away from the sense of unpleasantness. And as it felt external, I was then unaffected. Then the perception of sound felt external. The act of hearing felt external. And the thought of that, the act of thinking, all felt external as well. I feel like I have experienced something special in that moment, but I am worried that I may simply be deluded into believing it's something special due to conceit and ignorance when it wasn't. And if so, that would lead to my long-term harm and suffering. How would I know if I am on the right track or am I simply deluded by my defilements into thinking I am? Thank you very much for answering. So before answering, just to talk about this attachment or attachment to views that uh, of vipassana, of this insight, uh, that it can be the gilesas arising instead of clear insight. And so we may think uh, that it is real insight, but it may be uh, attachments. Uh, so we may have different uh, things arise in the mind. It may be opasa or brightness, light arising inside. Uh, or we may have uh, peace, stillness, there staying for many days on end, maybe rapture for three days, three nights, uh, or even for a whole month. Uh, and so we may even just establish our minds on something and the rapture arises straight away. And we could get attached to this brightness or this rapture as being uh, the paths and fruits of Nibbana or attainment. Uh, or one may have a feeling of great coolness inside the heart. Um, and this is, can be a result of our samatha tranquility meditation practice. Uh, or we may really believe that we've seen into materiality, mentality, rupa and nama as being not self, and we have a firm uh, belief, we hold it very strongly. We see it as really not being us. And so this as well could be a delusion, thinking that this is already the paths and fruits of Nibbana. Uh, or maybe we have very, very strong mindfulness and clear, we see and have knowing arise. Uh, this could also be 
the deformance of insight with Bassanoki lasers. Um, so if these types of things arise, we should uh, think of it or contemplate it as being not a sure thing, as being impermanent. So that now that you've said in your question that you practiced and a sound arose and uh, at first you felt irritated, uh, this is a feeling of disliking or aversion there. Uh, but then the wisdom came up and seeing it as just simply sound arising um, and not having disliking or aversion towards it, being able to separate out from that sound and seeing it as just simply being sound. Uh, so one was able to separate out the sense consciousness as being simply just hearing. Uh, and this is some wisdom that is arising uh, when, it, when seeing like this. So one may see things as being simply processes or conditioned, simply arising, staying for a while and then ceasing. And so then uh, there is a temporary freedom from attachments. Uh, and so this, uh, the we can see then the results of uh, this coming up where the mind feels more free or, or liberated from that attachment. When the craving comes up or there's something because of craving arising, then that will lead to suffering. And what you experienced was the suffering of being irritated. Uh, and when you're able to see it as just simply being uh, as it is, uh, that it isn't a self, that it's simply sound, uh, then there's the wisdom arising. You can see that ignorance uh, was there arising, but instead, uh, wicca or knowing knowledge arose. And then one can put down the sense of self in that thing, in that time. Uh, but then you shouldn't also overthink it and worry too much about it. Uh, so whatever it is that arises, whether it's brightness, rapture, maybe very strong faith, or very strong mindfulness, or even forms of uh, feelings of merit and goodness arising, just contemplate it all as being not a sure thing, as being impermanent. Or even practicing and attaining to jhana, still you see that as being uncertain, not a sure thing, being impermanent. Whatever it is, whether it's this or that, or you think it's uh, you're this or that, just see it firstly as being not a sure thing, as being impermanent. So this uh, sense of worry that you have come up, also see it as being uncertain, impermanent. It's a type of mind object that's arisen of the uh, akusala or unskillful side that's come up. Um, and so before you had that uh, irritation come up and you were able to know it in time uh, and put that down. But then later on, another type of object came up, which is the worry, uh, the feeling of doubt there coming up. But you should also see that as being simply a mind object and also put that down as well. And then that is the correct practice. This next question is from an anonymous. Dear Prajan. 
During my meditation practice, I've been experiencing tightness and tension in my chest. I try to watch the sensations as not self, and that helps, but it arises frequently in my meditation. The mind has also been more re restless than usual. Is it skillful to investigate the root cause and apply metta as well? So here we should try to notice first that at the time that we're not trying to develop samadhi, that we're not meditating, what do we feel? Do we feel at ease? We should feel at ease because we'll breathe, be breathing very normally, relaxed. But then the time that we sit meditation, we, come, we may come to control the breath. Um, we try to just know the in and out breath, uh, but we end up controlling uh, the breath to be more shorter or longer than it is. And so then the mind is not at ease. The body may feel heavy and uh, there may be a feeling of disease of the body. Uh, or maybe a feeling of tightness and tension, like you've said, and so then that isn't uh, correct. And so you said that you know and see that it is being uh, impermanent, that these feelings are impermanent, and that is correct. Um, but we can look that uh, this cause of this tension and tightness we're feeling comes from controlling the breath. So we can try to count in pairs along with the breath. Uh, when we breathe in, we think one, breathe out, think one, in two, out two, in three, out three, four, four, five, five, just in a very relaxed manner, very at ease. Then we add another pair, so counting from the first pair up to the sixth pair, uh, and so on. Uh, and we can see that if uh, we get lost, then we just uh, begin again as new, uh, lost in the counting. Uh, so we see that does this give us more ease uh, when we try this method? Um, because if maybe we just only take the breath as our object, we may start to control uh, the breath. Uh, then there's a feeling of maybe stress or tightness, uh, tension there, and that isn't correct. Uh, uh, so it may be that we uh, start in the practice and we try to develop that mindfulness of the breath, but there is still a lot of agitation, a lot of thoughts, and uh, the mind's in kind of a mess with all these thoughts. And so then uh, we try to make it still by controlling the breath. Um, so if we do have a lot of uh, restlessness there, still a lot of thoughts, uh, then we can try to do chanting first. Uh, or we can also spread uh, metta, do metta as a practice, um, so that the mind feels much more at ease. And we can do this for a time of 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and then we go to uh, establish our mindfulness with the breath. Uh, and so this actually happens to a lot of people. Um, 
they go to the breath straight away and they may have uh, feelings like you've said come up because of controlling the breath and that isn't right um, but there's another type of feeling of solidness or firmness or stillness there uh, which comes up and it has a very firm type of uh, happiness there or bliss there uh, the, the body may feel very solid or very heavy um, and one may come out from this the samadhi and come out from that peace and there's a there's that feeling of the raptures come up and that leads to bliss uh, and coming out from that samadhi whatever sense contact there is from the outer uh, world whether it's the sights sounds odors tastes touch um, mental objects uh, the mind receives and experiences those objects and does not waver when it contacts them uh, so this uh, or or there may be the object coming up that we can see into impermanence unsatisfactory and not self uh, so this is about samadhi and this is a correct uh, practice uh, so you shouldn't uh, control too much or control the breath or it may even be your own defilements that are trying to control the mind to be peaceful and this isn't correct so just try to relax be a bit more at ease uh, you can do so by reflecting contemplating on all your goodness that you've done and this can bring up a feeling of uh, joy feeling of fullness in the mind and a feeling of uh, freshness there uh, and then you can go to watch uh, the breath, develop mindfulness with the breath.